There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome back to the Psych Legal Pop Podcast. This is a podcast where we talk about popular culture through the lens of an attorney and a therapist. I'm the therapist, Tess Brigham. And I'm Brooke Brigham. I'm the attorney. All right. So we are back today with Sister Wives, season 18, episode 15, the first part of the one-on-one. But before we dive into Cody and the drama, um, this is the Tuesday after Thanksgiving. And um, Brooke and I released a very, a very vulnerable <laughs> um, episode on Thanksgiving. And so, and, but we weren't together on Thanksgiving. So I'm just very curious, were you worried on, were you concerned at all? Or were you like, okay, you know, whatever happens, happens. However people receive this is how they receive it. Oh, I'm always concerned. I'm always worried. I worry about everything. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I worried. Are people going to be like, who are these two fucking women? Who do they think they are? (laughs) Well, we've heard that before. Like, yeah, like who cares, you know? But um, yeah. I don't know. I, it, it seemed to be well received. We got um, several um, very positive reviews on mm-hmm. um, Apple Podcasts. Oh, so, we did. I see. I don't yeah. go on there anymore because that was oh. upsetting me. But that's yeah. nice. Oh, good. We I'm, did. Oh, we nice. did. Oh, good. So, okay. so then I was like, okay, we're not totally crazy. Like, you know, someone enjoyed it, and. You know, I think that that's, you know, at a certain point, if you want to build a audience and you want to build rapport with people, you have to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And because I know that that's what I like. And that uh, there's people who I have uh, listened to their podcasts for 10 plus years. And I feel like I know them, you know, and that's, oh, yeah. you don't, you don't feel like that unless people are open and honest with you about stuff. So, you know, we're not going to be like that all the all day, every day. But, you know, I, I think it was good. And we'll try going forward to kind of slip in a few more things and be vulnerable. So along those lines, why don't you <laughs> tell me, tell, tell, tell uh, you, uh, yeah, yeah, we're about our, th- we haven't spoken since, um, you know, before Thanksgiving. And I was mm-hmm. just telling Tess before we, we started recording that I went to Los Angeles to visit my daughter and it was great to see her. And we did a lot of stuff, but I am so over Los Angeles drivers. Mm. I was on edge the whole time. The driving there is my nerves are fried and my little baby is in the car driving me (laughs) and she's going like so fast. And I'm like, slow down. She's like, mom, I cannot merge onto the freeway if everyone's going 70 and I'm only going, you know, 55. And I'm like, okay, I know you're right. But my God, I mean, it was the whole time. It was so nerve wracking. People drive so fast. Mm -hmm. They drive so crazy. They are crazy. And everywhere you go takes so long, so much time in the car to do anything. So I'm exhausted. Yeah, I'm I'm just literally and I will never complain about Bay Area drivers, at least not for a while, (laughs) (laughs) because it is so I thought it is so much more mellow here. I mean, yeah, there are people who are jerks, but 
everybody is not going that fast. And it, it was just, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm an old lady, I guess. I'm officially an old lady. I can't handle yeah. the driving. So anyway, even well, though I did drive, I drove home from Malibu, you know, on the PCH, pitch black, you know, everyone's going 70, 75 miles an hour. And you just have to like go with the flow. <laughs> and it's like, I yeah. can barely see. So, but it was fun. We had a good time. Believe it or not. <laughs> well, that's good. Despite all of that. <laughs> Despite Brooke's old ladiness. Yes. Yeah. You know, that's the thing about LA. It's so hard. It's so spread. Everything's so spread out. And every everything is, I mean, it's uh, the old joke was everything was 20, 30 minutes away. Now I think everything's now 45 40. minutes away. Yeah. And every time, because I lived in LA for only three years, but each time I would go back and visit friends, it seemed like people kept moving farther and farther east. So, you know, I worked out in the Pacific Palisades. That's where my boss lives. So like to go see her was like an hour trip. And then let's go back and we have to go all the way back to Echo Park. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. And you have no idea. You and I live, actually, when you really think about it, it seems like you and I live far apart, but without traffic, it's about 15 minutes. It's about a 15 minute drive between the two of us. So this would be considered close in, Mm -hmm. in LA. So I do, I do not miss LA, LA traffic or LA drivers by any means. So I was here in the Bay area, um, I I was responsible for mom, (laughs) making sure that mom had a Thanksgiving and it was nice. It was very mellow. Poor Steve cooked everything and cooked. He did a really great job, though. He always does. I saw some pictures on Instagram and Layla said, well, you know, he never cooks this good when we're there. Like it looked like he stepped it up. Uh, well, like yeah, he did. I think there a was level. a year that he did. I think there was a lot going on or something. But yeah, he did a great job with the turkey. Was not dry at all. Mm-hmm. The only thing that did not turn out very well was this. I wanted this cornbread sausage stuffing. And he just used the weirdest sausage. I was just like, Whoa. Um, But And then the other thing is we ordered all of these pies. And we ordered mini pies. And so when you think about mini pies, you think, you know, like enough for four people to each mm-hmm. get like a good piece of pie these mini pies were tiny they were like teeny tiny hand pies steve had to go back and get more pies <laughs> we were like Where this is gonna be enough pie from this pie lady that's down the street from mm-hmm. us so there's a lot of people here in the bay area who you know a lot of amazing chefs and bakers and there's a lot of people that just you know they just make their pies out of their house or wherever um there's a few people that are you know that we could have gone to. And we actually went to the less, less expensive place because a really good pie at this one pie place in Oakland was 50 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. I know those bake sale Betty pies that I usually get. Yeah. They're, they're 45, 50, 55, but they're big pies. They're regular size. Yeah. But so how was mom? Okay. Mom? No, mom was good. (laughs) No, mom was good. Mom was fine. Max, my son, made an appearance for the meal and ate with us and then disappeared mm-hmm. again into his room, which is fine. That's enough of what mom, that's all mom needs. But she was fine. She was fine, lucid. We watched the Barbie movie. It was excellent. Oh. Um, glad we finally saw seen it. it. Yeah, really good. And um, and different than what I thought. It was different than what I thought it was going to be. Um and uh, we watched that and then that was it. And then Steve drove her home. I mean, it was it was very mellow. And then this whole weekend, I've really done nothing. Like each day I was like, oh, I'll do this. Oh, I'll do that. And not a thing. Well, that's And I nice. still am exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't know why you're just, exhausted. I, I, I know. I don't I'm have exhausted. a reason to be. I don't have a reason to be because I've been with Layla yeah. and Layla exhausts me for an afternoon. I'm just like, you got to stop. You got to let me have coffee or something, girl. You're too yeah, much. <laughs> the combination of her go, go, go and all that traffic and stuff. Yeah, and of course, I've never I don't think I've ever flown on Thanksgiving weekend. That's an ordeal. You know, being yes. in the airport, my flight was delayed. I didn't get home till like 1130. Blah, blah, blah. But anyway, yeah. happy to be be here happy to uh yes. be back yes. into my um routine of watching sister wives on sunday night yes. even if it yes. was in the airport <laughs> i was like still found an outlet and <laughs> watched it <laughs> well 
you know, I wouldn't, when, before we started, I said, oh, I don't think much happened, but you felt like this was very significant. So give, give me, um, give me your overall thoughts on part one. Okay. So the way it started out, they started out with Cody. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think they did some recapping or whatever. Who cares? That's all they ever do. But anyway, so Cody comes out in his suit and, you know, he's feeling all full of himself. And he actually started out, I felt, really kind of telling some hard truths about these marriages that we'd mm-hmm. never really heard before. Mm-hmm. You know, he finally came out and he said, admitted that he he didn't love any of the, he did not love Mary, Janelle, or Christine. He was not in love with them when he married them, that he was so focused on the faith of plural mm-hmm. marriage and that he he was just focused on getting wives and he was focused on, okay, well, who's willing to do this with me? Because I can imagine mm-hmm. there's not a lot of people out there who are dying to do this. So I don't know if that was totally him or if he had pressure from his family. Because remember, he was a regular LDS church, went off to do his Mormon mission and comes back and his dad had embrace this faith and I think pushed it down his throat seems like to Mm -hmm. me like you have to do this because I'm doing it and then he had this pressure to find these wives and um he he's basically said he was not looking for love he was looking for a woman who would live the faith with him Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I was like wow finally you told the truth you know because up until now we've always like heard this stuff about how you know, he loved all of them in different ways and blah, 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 and then tried to blame the failure of the marriages on them. So that's kind of where his truthfulness and his earnestness ended, you mm-hmm. know? So he told the truth about that. And then he also explained that how when he met Robin, he felt he fell in love with her. Genuinely, he'd never been in love before. Mm-hmm. And um, he was the first time he felt vulnerable and felt like someone was nice to him and cared about him and cared about his feelings. And um, and so, of course, he would rather be with that person than with these other people who he said treated him like he was just a quote-unquote resource, you know, mm-hmm. for support, money, you know, sex, <laughs> you know, what, whatever. <laughs> yeah, don't forget about the packs, bro. Yeah, we'll the get packs, into that. Yeah, we, we can get into that later. But yeah, so when I feel like when he experienced real love for the first time he then became resentful of the other women and that's where all their relationships really started to break down they were already not good when he met robin but then but then he never takes responsibility then from that point on he never takes responsibility for his role in it it was all like yes oh um well it's it's not my fault, you know, that it, this all happened. I, I was just doing what I was supposed to do. And this is where it hit me. This is where that whole knife in the kidneys thing, that's what he was talking about when he said, you know, the sacrifices I made to love you, Christine. Mm-hmm. You know, I pretend I didn't, you know, I met the love of my life, but yet I didn't leave you behind. I didn't dump you. I sacrificed my time with Robin, you know, to continue to be in this relationship with you, even though he didn't love her, according to him. But that it all kind of fell into place for me, like, oh, okay, finally, finally, in it, we, we understand. But then he doesn't take responsibility for any of it. He, he doesn't, yeah. he's not accountable for any of it. Well, I, I guess it wasn't such an aha for me because the, um, I don't know. My biggest thing was with Cody and and the whole situation, which is this, is I felt like he kept blaming these other women for like Janelle, Mary and Christine for the fact that he he didn't love them. And I do feel like like what Janelle was saying, that he is rewriting history a little bit, that he's not taking this perspective. Uh, Yes. Okay. You did not you were not in love with them because you didn't know what love was. Mm-hmm. I mean, you were 19 when you or 20 when yeah. you and Mary got married. You, then neither of you really knew what love was. And this is the natural course of relationships. And I think why 
polygamy doesn't really work or these kinds of situations or when people rush to marriage, especially when you're young, is this, is there so much growing to do as a human being that if he had just dated Mary for a year, then dated Janelle, then dated Christine, and then met Robin, this wouldn't be a problem. And mm-hmm. the and the thing is, is that what's happening that he's not acknowledging is is also that number one, he... It wasn't just the fact that he he had to keep all these feelings inside and make all these sacrifices to love them. He also had to, like, you wanted the show, Cody. Mm-hmm. So you also were kind of, right. like, deceiving stuck, all stuck of us. Stuck around, and, yeah. And stuck around for the show, for, right? And you, you feel like they were using you for resources. You were using them for resources. Right. I'm sorry. As you players were getting on up- the show. Yes, because it yeah. wasn't like you met Robin, you fell in love, you finally felt this for the first time, and you said, well, record scratch, everyone. I'm getting rid of the three of you. I found the love of my life. Sorry, TLC, we're not going to do the show. Here I go. Right? No, he basically was like, I fell in love, and the love grew and grew and grew and grew. And the other thing that he's not talking about is the fact that part of part of this whole Catch-22 this whole time has been that Robin wants to be in a plural marriage. So mm-hmm. the one person that he loves right. wants <laughs> doesn't to be in a plural be, marriage. Yeah. yeah, doesn't he needs in order to be with the one woman that he loves, he has to maintain these other yeah. relationships of these other women. And, and so there's a little there's a little bit of this like, okay, but Cody, why why do you have to rewrite history as if these women didn't give you anything? Well, you know, like, that's think, the part that really bugs me. Is yeah. Like, and come on. You can't see the perspective. Christine can. Janelle can. Mary can. But you can't. Because I don't know. That's well, just it really irritated me. Well, the, the reason why he's now doing this is because he he is to save face. He does not want to look like the bad guy. So he has to make it seem like everybody else has dumped him, abandoned him, done him wrong, even his old cho- his own children. Because many years ago, I p- obviously part of the reason why he stayed in these quote-unquote loveless marriages was because of he had all these children. And I mm-hmm. don't think that he would have abandoned them. But now that they are older and they're gone anyway, it's like he called his children assholes like several times. Mm-hmm. You know, he's 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 t- saying his kids are assholes. These women are awful, you know, so so that he can come out being like not the bad guy. There's got to be some explanation, justification, whatever it is. He cannot just say, well, yeah, they're mad at me because I basically was living a lie. And my children are mad at me because I basically, you know, I I just couldn't, (laughs) I was living a lie with them too, by extension, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a family, right? So again, he, he cannot take any responsibility. So he's blaming everybody else and saying that it's all their fault. He's the victim. So, so, so victimized. (sighs) And then, and then Robin, she didn't really have that much to say in this episode, but, but she claims that. She didn't know any of this. Mm. She didn't know that Cody was not in love with them, the other three wives, which I find very hard to believe Mm -hmm. because Cody loves to talk. He loves to gossip. You know, know, he he accuses other. He actually said he doesn't speak to his children because that would be gossiping. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Wow. You know. I don't know. This is just, he's, he just talks out of both sides of his mouth. It's just infuriating. What did did you think about the, everyone's songs, right? Uh, Losing my religion was Cody's. Christine's was, I can see clearly now. Mary's was all the single ladies. Um, And Janelle's was, we will rock you, which I thought was a little odd. And then I was waiting for Robin's. I'm like, Robin's didn't get one. Robin didn't get one. And all day long, I keep thinking, what would be Robin's sad song? <laughs> it would be some kind of It would sad. be a sad. It would be a sad It'd be song. like, I'm a loser, baby. Hey, so, so why don't, don't you kill you me? Kill me? <laughs> <laughs> yes. But she wouldn't know that song. It's no, she wouldn't it's know back. Too, too cool for her. Now, yeah. yeah. That, well, I thought the other wives ones were funny and clever. But of course, Cody's is like taking himself way too seriously. And mm-hmm. again, 
you know, I don't think he really knows that song. I don't think he listens to R.E.M. Um, Well, and the other thing was, I want to talk about the fashions for a second, because Cody's suit was better than last year's, a lot better. But did you notice, like, this is what bugs me about the TV show and the producers of the show, because... I do I do appearances. I'm on NBC News. I do a lot of things. And the first thing they tell you when they tell you about going on TV is they say, don't wear patterns, you know, bright colors, solid colors, you know, and to and and, you know, after a while, once you've been on TV for a certain length of time, at least once or twice, like these are good colors for me. These are the colors I should use when I'm in in doing this thing. None of these women ever uh, christine i thought looked the best in that green shirt Mm -hmm. and um but the other two the other women they just picked these colors that drown them out and i'm like why hasn't they each of them janelle mary and robin were all wearing the same sort of style of a blazer that looks like it's not even a um it's a soft kind of blazer it's not it's a soft blazer blazer yes and they're all wearing casual Yes. Like and they're all and, and but Cody's wearing a suit with this collar kind of out and the, no one fixes that. I mean, it's just perpl- I mean, I've got people I do these two minute segments and I've got a producer coming on the air going, tilt your camera this way to this move this over here do that. I mean, for a two minute segment for, for on the on NBC News that, you know, is not even that national. <laughs> and I get more of that than then these people and it's like does not one of you care not not christine and mary but anybody who's on the other side hair makeup anybody no they don't even know hair and makeup they clearly are doing their own hair and probably makeup because look at the eyebrows are still there robin's eyebrows are still there there's not a single person in her life who who can tell her robin you can't it's go on much. TV again with those eyebrows. And now I noticed you said this uh, last week, I think. Mary now has these pencil thin eyebrows drawn in, mm-hmm. drawn on. Okay. Janelle actually looks the best. She's got the best, I think, amount of makeup mm-hmm. and Christine. But no, no, I mean, the, they've been on TV for so long. Yeah, you'd think that by this time they'd get a stylist, they'd get a professional to do their hair and makeup. I don't know what it is, but I mean, every other reality star on earth gets a glow up after the first season or two. It, it, it doesn't need to be a huge glow up. Listen, no. I know a woman here in the Bay Area that this is what she does. Like she does and she's got reasonable prices and you go, you pay. They would all they need to do is go see someone once or twice a year at the most, maybe once a year, you go and see someone who will help you clean out your closet, help you shop for some things. It's a couple well, thousand a dollars. People like that. Oh my gosh. Like why you can go, on, so go on TikTok. For them. Go yes. on TikTok. There's tons of tips on there about how to dress and how to do your hair and how to do your makeup. There's no excuse for it, you know? And actually I thought, <laughs> I thought Cody looked the, like Christine and Cody looked the best. Yeah. Cause they had mm-hmm. the bold colors. Yes. Um, you need you know, bold, the, solid colors. Yeah. Who, who was wearing rose on rose? Was that that, that was, Robin. was Robin? She it just drowned her out. She's wearing a rose color, a pastel. They specifically tell you no pastels, no prints, and no pastels because they drown you out. You want bold colors. Even I try to avoid black. My whole wardrobe is black, but I try to avoid black. So I don't. I I mean, so, so you're not had, hard. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Well, I'm not appearing on TV every day, right? So, but the thing is, is that Sukanya at least had, she had a black sort of suit on, but she had this bold color. Like not Mm -hmm. one, that, uh, She also has skin tone where you can basically wear anything. Yeah, that's true. Robin is pale, you know, like these other people are pale. So, you know, then you have to try extra hard. Yeah, and Cody definitely glued his hair a bit because he really managed those curls. Yeah. He, he really wanted them got to it. cover his, yes. uh, his bald spot. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And it w- did not move. I was watching it the whole time. It mm-hmm. did not move. And it, and I was like, Oh, he, he, he made it so that he, no one, you know, it's glued or something. But anyway, that was the first page of my notes. <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah. I just like all much. the, <laughs> all much the fashions people. yes um so that's interesting we did learn though um that christine said and it, it this played out in the first episode of the series when um she said 
to us, oh, you're in love. Like she talks about how um, being, you know, sitting on the edge of her bed, watching Cody get ready for a date with Robin. And he's having all of these feelings and her realizing, oh, you're in love with her. And I'm thinking to myself, and she was like, what, six, seven, eight months pregnant at the time. Can you imagine? And she she stayed for another, you know, 10 years. I mean, that's the thing. Like she, she's basically saying, oh yeah, once I figured that out, all, all these, I picked up on all these other clues and I realized, oh yeah, Cody really can help out. Cause mm-hmm. he helps Rob and he just doesn't want to help me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, it, and yeah. the sad part is, is that, you know, she waited all that time, but I mean, financially she was stuck. Yeah. You know? You're pregnant. You're pregnant with the yeah. baby. Like you are, I, I, she must've felt so stuck and so but, miserable but she for has so a long. family. Why couldn't she have called up her family and said, help, you know, <laughs> help me help. Mm-hmm. Cause her parents seem to, care her mom even moved in with them for a few years to help out with the kids after you know aspen who, who was basically her spouse and you know helped her with everything went to college why, why didn't her parents i don't know i don't yeah. know so cody's explanation is that because he's not in love with these women this is why christine and janelle have been trash talking him they're trash talking me because I didn't love them. That was his next line. Like, Mm -hmm. this is where things started to go off the rails. And, um, but then he says, I want romantic, I want romantic love with Janelle. He said, he said that at one point. Mm -hmm. So this is the part that's very, very confusing because a big part of part one was really about the Janelle Cody fight, the infamous fight. And I also think, is it just me? Was there extra footage in there? There's no. footage I've never seen before, ever. I or maybe I imagined it. And one of the comments that people were pointing out, though I don't know if closed ca- captioning got it wrong, was at one point, Robin's, I mean, Robin, C- Janelle said to Cody, you're an alcoholic. And a, and that showed up in closed captioning. I saw a bunch of people talking oh, about this online. That, I don't think she said that. And I was like, no, closed captioning gets these things wrong yeah. sometimes. And, and they'll get some big things wrong. And so I'm wondering, did she really slip that in? Like you're an alcoholic to him? No. Oh, you didn't hear that. Okay. No, I didn't hear it. Now, yeah, I think I heard. Yeah, it was something else. Some Someone cleared that up. But, you know, but but Cody, he kept going back and forth. In one breath, he would say, he said, well, after that fight, I was just thinking, I never want to see Janelle again. Cut to a month later when she agrees to go to Salsa Brava with him. He's mm-hmm. all giddy, like he wants to yes. get back together with her. And then they went out on that date for her uh, birthday, and then she rebuked him again. And and so then now he's angry again. It's like, Cody, you're so full of shit. Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. That's why I was like, so now wait, you want romantic love with Janelle, because Janelle's coming at it from this place of, listen, you know, maybe I thought we were in love. I thought it was love. Maybe it wasn't. I don't know. He clearly is in love with Robin. That's not what we had. You know, we both let this marriage fall apart, but I'm fine with him picking this person. Let's go. Right. She's very, you know, Janelle's always been very pragmatic. So, but she's, she's coming at it from this place, but this is what's so infuriating and frustrating about Cody. And I feel for these women, because this is probably what he does to them, which is, yeah, I love Robin. I never loved you, but I'm upset with you, you know, for leaving. I'm upset with this one for leaving with me. And and I'm upset with you because you don't love me and you're just using me for my hard pecs. Yeah. And then this third one keeps hanging on, but I, you know, it just, it just drives me crazy. Well, because it's all, it's all ego driven. It, yes. You know, he, he cannot accept, he cannot accept that someone doesn't want him, even though that he doesn't want them and mm-hmm. it makes no sense. And yeah, he, he's mad that he's mad that you're there. He's mad that you're not there. Yeah. What, what and you, you it, cannot please him. No. And the other thing is he's mad at Christine and Janelle for, getting along and having such yeah. a great time and living their lives. And he's like, why weren't they like that 25 years ago? It's like, that's, this is the problem is Cody cannot stop for a second and go, well, let's all go back 20 years from now. 
20 years ago, they had young children. You guys were all struggling financially and you were in a different place. Like, yeah, Janelle and Christine are probably a lot freer and nicer and probably mm-hmm. don't snip at each other so much because they have their kids are grown. Their kids they are work, grown. Yeah. They're in a different they said, place in their life. They said they worked it out. Yeah, yes. they're not they're not saying that they didn't have hard times and whatever. They're saying, but yeah, but that's over. We got through that. We worked through yeah. that. And it turns out, you know, we really do like each other. We want to be in each other's lives and are in each other's kids' lives. Again, this is so nuanced. This is way too nuanced for Cody. It is. It's like you're just loyal. That's what he was. He was so mad at Janelle for siding with Christine and being disloyal when when um, Christine left and. What? But yeah, you said and you so, don't love them. You don't want yes. them. Like, why are you upset that they're leaving? Well, and then he's mad at Janelle. Like, you co-parent with Christine. And she's like, you weren't available. Yeah. Like, what is wrong? So these women are actually living the plural lifestyle. Yes, maybe they fought a little bit more way back when. I don't know. We don't. We weren't there, Cody. But, uh, you know, I can imagine that they were in a different place in their lives. They were different people, less mature, all of these. You were all very young when you all got together. You're all different people now. And so why is this such a big de- deal? Deal. It's just what, a big, it's a big deal. deal. It's a big I don't deal. Know. You know, God, so but you know what, Brooke, you know what triggers Cody? Trees. The Christmas tree. Christmas trees. Do not show Cody a Christmas tree. Do not show Cody a Christmas tree because he will lose his shit. Well, yeah, because he wasn't invited to Christmas. Um, actually, he probably was. They, somebody probably did invite him to that Airbnb Christmas. Not that he would mm-hmm. go. But yeah, it was all about that, you know, everyone wasn't coming to his house for Christmas and like kissing mm-hmm. the ring. And Well, and he said he has contempt for the way in which Janelle treated him. And I was like, okay, contempt is like, that is for a therapist. That's like always a danger word. When you hear contempt in a marriage, it's like, oh, things are really, really, really bad, really bad. But this, his big thing is, is that, you know, they are treating him poorly now to justify how, how, because they don't, because he doesn't love them. So, but you're just announcing now that you don't really ever love them. And they've been hanging out this whole time, Cody. Like, what they've are you talking known. about? They've known all this time. Yeah. You don't love, really love them. But even still, even still, it's it's like this, it's such this weird paranoia that these mm-hmm. two women have like diabolically gotten together and said, let's spend, let's, you and I, we don't have a lot of time, but let's spend all of our extra time together, even though we hate each other, just to, just to F with this guy over here. It's like, no, Cody, nobody has that kind of time or energy and nobody cares. No accountability. <clears throat> yes. Just no account. Anything to weasel his way out of any sort of accountability or culpability, as he likes to say, for yes. uh, you know his role in this family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, he started out okay. Like I was like, okay, at least you acknowledge what happened. But then it just went downhill from there. And you know, I have to say, when he was talking about this, you know, concept of you know, not really loving them and just marrying just, you know, to try to progress this <laughs> polygamy concept. Um, I thought, of course, of the Darkers. Mm-hmm. And um, one of our listeners, Cassie, she wrote us an email explaining some stuff about the Darkers, which was very helpful. And, you know, you know why the Darkers work? Why? He's in love with all of them. He, oh. Because remember how... um Alina and Vicky, when they were all in high school, they said, we're both going to get married to him. And they sort of had like a, a, a thruple, you know, <laughs> they were, mm-hmm. and then he married them on the same day. <laughs> they really loved yes. each other. They were in love and, you know, they got the blessings of the families and all that kind of stuff. And then I guess, uh, Alina and Vicky, the first two wives actually told Joe that they that he should marry Valerie, Vicky's sister, before Joe ever brought up to them that, yeah, in fact, you know, I do have some special feelings about mm-hmm. Valerie. So yeah, that's why they work. Cause he loves all of them. Well, I've Cody also heard that, love all these people. But I've also heard that, but again, I think it's 
I don't know, do you really want to be in that dogger family? Does that really seem like love? It seems like such a patriarchy. Such it a, is a patriarchy, but you can have love within a patriarchy. Yeah, if you accept, I know. But... If you accept the terms of it and it's okay with I you. I guess so. Yeah. You know? And that's the thing. Like, Co- Cody was always trying to be so egalitarian, like, oh, no, no, no. I'm not like these other polygamists. Mm-hmm. Well, that that's not enough. Like, you still have to have love for it to work, like, long term. And your wives not want to leave you at some point. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. you have to. You you have to love them. You have to treat them lovingly and make them feel like they want to stay with you. Yeah. Now, it's very obvious. Cody really doesn't know who he is. He truly does not know who he is as a human being. Because very young, LDS Church goes off, comes back being told, okay, now we're doing this thing. And he's like, okay, I will do this thing for a while. Uh, I'll, I'll do this thing. And, and he focused on this thing. And then you know, he he meets Robin, the show comes out and he's like, okay, well, I've got to keep this thing rolling. I've got to keep this thing rolling. It's like, I don't think Cody has ever spent any time really asking him any questions about like, who am I? What do I want? What makes me happy? What's anything? I, he is like a tornado that well, just... putting out fires. He has so yeah. much going on. He has so many people around him. All he does is put out fires all day long. Well, not anymore, though. I mean, how many fires can you really put out with Aurora and, you know, these? Well, these, I mean, I don't know Rob, how busy he is these days, but Robin claims that was it in this episode or is it a preview that, you know, Cody is now kind of taking things out on her and, he's mm-hmm. you know, sabotaging their relationship and picking fights with her. I think that was a scene from next week. And yeah, so he's lashing out, you know, now I, you know, I kind of slightly kind of felt a little bad for Robin because now he's taking it all out on her. And yeah, she was the one person who really wanted this, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and yeah. she was, she didn't, she wasn't jealous. I don't think, I don't know. Well, I don't, how can you be jealous if you're, if you know, you're number one, if you yeah, know, true. You're, you know, you know, you know, that, that, um, but again, I, I, I'm very much in this wait and see place with Robin and Cody. Like I, 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 I'm not doubting their love, but I'm also kind of wondering how the two of them are going to do, you know, uh, because this is a big problem that they have, um, which is she really wants this kind of lifestyle and this isn't happening. That's one problem. And then the second problem is, yes, they've been living like a monogamous couple for a, a few years, but it, let's give it some more time. Like, okay, a couple years, let's, let's give it 10 and see what happens. Yeah. And now um, there's no longer anyone else to blame for anything. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. That too. That's very, that's a very good point because if he doesn't have, Christine or Janelle are married to point fingers at and he and Robin are having problems, then yeah, you know, so then are you going to blame monogamy and then go back around and do this again? Uh, You know, does Cody have it in him? I mean, I don't, I don't know, but this is, um, let's see. So, but Mary says this, Mary says, Cody needs to look inside himself. He blames everyone else. I'm like, thank you, Mary. You're absolutely Mm -hmm. right. So the fight, I guess, a lot of that fight was, it was triggered by the tree. Um, But it was also, it sounds like one of the other issues besides the issue with her boys was this issue where, um, and, and Janelle and Christine have different versions of this, of, I guess, when Cody got COVID, he was very, very sick. He calls Janelle and says, I've gotten sick. I've got COVID come home. And Janelle was like, oh, okay, um, you know, what, what do you, what do you need from me? And okay, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll try to come home. And, and um, she, you and, know, and she and Christine were on a vacation. I'm not quite sure how, yeah. how far away they were, or where they were. But. Well, she, but according to Janelle, she was willing to come home and that she said that Cody stopped her and said, you know what, you're not going to be able to do anything for me. It's fine. Stay there. Christine's version, which I thought was very interesting, was Christine convinced Janelle not to go. Christine said to Janelle, which she's right. What are you going to do? Go to the store and drop it off at his house. Like anybody can do that. Anybody. It doesn't need to be you. So why are you going to, yeah, why are you leaving vacation and our vacation for this? So I thought 
that was weird. Like they have very different versions of events, but it sounds like he was harboring a lot of anger of her not rushing to his bedside with COVID. Mm -hmm. And the fact that she was kind of like, oh, you've got COVID. Okay. And that he, I think he really wanted to talk about how close to death he was all the time for months and months. Well, she wasn't going to put up with it. He was not close to death. If he were close to death, he would have gone to the hospital, called an ambulance. He would have been in the hospital. Only people who were close to death were in the hospital. I mean, in the hospital. I mean, just a lie. It's it's all, he's just a liar. Yeah, he was just using that as an excuse to try to get some attention to see how loyal she was. That because he probably knew she was on vacation with Christine and it was a loyalty Mm -hmm. test. I'm sure it was. Is she going to stay there with Christine or is she going to come home and what, drop some some cough syrup off on my porch? I mean, what can she do? Yeah. So he, yeah, he feels like Janelle wasn't empathetic towards him about, you know, his divorce. And she, you know, he doesn't know if Janelle is even capable of empathy. I'm like, what are you talking about? And then he goes into this this whole thing about how, um, you know, those two are, it's just a big F you to me, you know, those two hanging out. And the best is Christine laughing, saying, yeah, now you got a taste of plural marriage. Now you got a taste of what it's like to feel jealous, mm-hmm. what it's like to see two people go off and not give um, a crap about you and not give a crap about you and your problems and your worries and and anything else. That is what it's like. And I think that's the other part that's fed into his you know, this narcissism is that he has been always been the one that's been able to go off. Like he's always, he's always been a number one. He's always been the person that people have been seeking. And so for the first time, your children don't need you. These women don't need you. No one really needs you. And, and so what is your value? What is your worth? Well, he still has two young kids at home that he could put some energy into. Yeah, I'm saying he he can do that, but I'm just saying on this larger picture, he's finally kind of getting sort of a taste of what we all feel, which is, yeah, you're, you're not always the center of the orbit of anything, you know, of, of 19 families. Like, people are going to go off and do things without you yeah, and not I, care. I've never been the center of the orbit of anything. I've never been the center of, you know, like, who well, has you're the been? center of the orbit of Psych Legal Pop Podcast. <laughs> I don't know. There you yeah. go. I don't feel like I've ever been the center of attention in anywhere. But mm. yeah. God, okay. I get so tired of talking about Ugh. getting All right. a headache. Well, anyway, and then the um so the last little part was so Sukanya asks a good question, which I thought was she says to Cody, "Why couldn't you just get over yourself and say, "Hey, I'd like to come to Christmas." Mm -hmm. The question that we've all been asking, like, why can't Cody just, okay, you're triggered by the tree. You see the tree, you're triggered. But why can't you just stop and say, I'm, I'm really hurt that I'm not invited or I'm Mm -hmm. upset or I would really, you know, I I want to spend Christmas with you. Yeah. Any of that. And he launches into this whole thing about how the, you know, he can't even answer the question. He really can't because he doesn't have much of a of a thing. So he goes into this whole thing about Robin of like the kids have all blamed Robin and he needs to protect Robin. And he felt like the kids are trying to break up their relationship. And it's like, so by going to their house on on Christmas, this is your kids again, diabolical plan to break you and Robin up. It, it, and it's Robin just, disputed that. Yeah. And she said if she got an invite, she would go. Yeah. Yeah. She totally disputed all of that. She said she never asked for the apology. It was not required. She did not require it. If she were invited, she would have gone. She would have taken her kids. Not sure if I totally believe all that, but it's not like she's aligned with Cody in this hard line of, you know, Mm -hmm. this is how it is. There's a lot of bullying. A lot of Cody is bullied. He is triggered by trees and he is bullied. But yeah, he, he makes him. So, I thought oh. he was. I thought he was saying that like the older uh, kids were bullying Robin, and uh, I think I, yeah, and probably her kids as well. Like they are bullying. You know, it's it's so yet, it's so yet, ridiculous. Yeah, yet Aurora and Gabe are like hugging each other at school, saying "I miss you," and you know what I mean. It's like this mm-hmm. is such a lie. Yeah, it's just he's such a liar at the end of the day. Yeah. 
And then we go back to the big fight and Cody's like, well, after my fight with Janelle, I never wanted to talk to her ever again. And then Robin starts crying. I did notice no tears. She did wipe away something near her eyes. No, her eyes got a little watery. They got glassy and watery. Yeah. Yes. But they never, it never got very far. It just, that's, that's as far as far as it got. And, um, and it was just so funny after that fight because Cody went into this, I never want to talk to her again. I hate her, you know, and then we see him obviously at Salsa Brava six weeks later, you know, hat, hat in hand, talk about hat in hand, like desperate to get back in with Janelle. And Janelle was like, oh my God, I felt relieved. I was upset for a little while, but I went, ran errands, probably had to pick up Savannah. 20 minutes later, I was fine. (laughs) Yeah. She, she felt a huge burden was lifted. She didn't have to keep making an effort with this person any Mm -hmm. longer it was like oh i don't have to deal with you anymore bye that was quick (laughs) yes (laughs) literally in the time it takes to run an errand she was like you know what fuck this yeah (laughs) don't need this so and the and so and then of course sukanya and janelle laughing at cody's sick his packs and his six-pack abs and and um you know that how janelle has always seen him as a physical specimen and a resource a piece of meat Yes, a piece of but meat. she never dove into his humanity. <laughs> He's like a pool boy. He's like the pool boy. Janelle yeah. has been treating him like the pool boy. Oh boy, <laughs> what do you think a pool boy does? What a, what a fantasy! Yeah, yes. Oh, but this is this is why I think he and Janelle have had a freaky deaky um, relationship, a sexual relationship. I really do. And I think that he did not want Janelle to go because I think that he, I think for various reasons, I do think that he might not be quote unquote in love with Janelle, but I think he loves her. And I think he likes being with her and hanging out Mm -hmm. with her. And I think he's like, you know, if I can just hold on to Janelle, she's super easy. This will satisfy Robin. This will make her happy. And we'll just, and she's a good earner. She'll earn money. She'll keep going. And let's, let's keep, keep it rolling. I think his fantasy is to keep Janelle around on the payroll. Well, I'm, I'm kind of starting with, starting to doubt if Janelle is really the financial wizard. Everyone thinks she is given her current situation, mm -hmm. but you're right. I think it would satisfy Robin to have at least one other wife. Um, Wait, hold on. Sorry. I'm God. Sorry, people. I'm on Instagram because I'm looking for a question. Keep going, Brooke. Sorry. Oh, so, you know, he has to have at least one other wife and he'd prefer to have Janelle than Mary. And, (laughs) (laughs) you know, she is making some money. But yeah, Mm. again, I don't know. She's the financial whiz. It's just compared to everybody else. Yeah. But I mean, she wouldn't be in the situation she is now if she was. But that's a whole other issue. So we got a question from Julia Barrett. I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing your name. Um, She's asking you, I would love a legal take on Christine's ability to receive child support for Truly. And so I didn't know, as far as right from our understanding, we have no idea if Cody is giving Christine any child support or supporting Mm -hmm. um, her at all. Correct? No, no. Okay. And those records would be, they're usually confidential anyway. So it's not like we anyone could go find out. But yeah, we don't even know if Cody has ever established paternity, you know? We, well, I think he had to, right? Because that birth was on camera and they were at a hospital. And I assume both of them signed that birth not certificate. Necessarily. Oh, not necessarily. Oh, you think it's possible that she was just like, well, keep him off. Yeah. He would have had to, he would have had to sign. They weren't legally married. If they were legally married, he'd be the presumptive father. He'd be on the birth certificate. But if you're not legally married, you have to sign um, a declaration of paternity, you know, saying I take responsibility. You know, I'm the father of this child. And then if they, if they separate, the child moves away or whatever, she still would have to go to court because again, you know, she has to get a child support order and it's a lot of legal hoops you have to jump through. And, Mm -hmm. you know, she may have thought, you know what, I've been doing this on my own all this time. I'm just going to keep doing it on my own. It's not worth it to me. I'm not going to go to court with Cody. You know, I'm not going to get into that because, you know, that would just make him incensed Mm -hmm. to have to go to court. And the other thing too is, 
because I've had some clients who have made the choice not to ask for support, even though they mm-hmm. needed it, was that once you start asking for support, then the, you know, the person that's giving the support can now start to demand visitation and right. more visitation rights. And so which for lowers lot, your support. Yes. And so but if you are, you know, if you have a partner that you're not sure about or you're concerned about, y- you know, do you really want to then start to get into a legal battle with them? Right. And then now you're doing 50-50 and you're worried the half right. the time that your kid's not okay. Like, so that's the part that's so tricky about some of this stuff is people don't realize like, yeah, in turn for, yes, when you ask for support in, in exchange, the person who's giving the support can start to demand visitation right. and start to demand more and more. Right. Yeah, so then you I'm, have to relinquish some control. Exactly. I'm pretty sure that Christine just said, you know what? It's not worth it. I can do it on my own. And she probably knew that Cody was not going to like go after custody mm-hmm. or visitation. He's, he's just not going to do that. He's not going to put himself out there like that. And, um, you know, and also too, just based upon his past behavior, he's never really supported his children. You know, like when Isabel had to have that surgery, um, you know, he's his kids have never been insured, or at least not all of them at the same time, maybe some here or there randomly. They didn't have insurance. Christine mm-hmm. had to go out and get, you know, kind of a crappy insurance policy where she had like a $50,000 deductible. Oh, my God to get this surgery. And I I think she had to raise money. There was like a GoFundMe and like different F she had to raise $50,000 to do the surgery, you know, pay to go out that Cody didn't lift a finger. Mm -hmm. And that whole thing with, um, Dayton and getting in the, um, ATV accident, he had no insurance. And there was this hospital bill. We talked about this once before people speculate that they used that hospital bill as leverage over his biological father to, you know, relinquish uh, parental rights, saying that they wouldn't go after him for the bill if he'd relinquish parental rights. These are just rumors. We don't know. But uh, it's there's a lot of evidence that he's never really taken care of his kids, that when it comes down to it, money is more important than time mm-hmm. with them. So I don't know. We don't, we don't know. There's no way for us to know. Cause like I said, those, even if there were some records, they'd be confidential. And Christine's not going to talk about that. Yeah. yeah. And I, I just, I don't think, I think Christine was so grateful to be able to be like, here's Coyote Pass. I'm taking yeah. my house. I'm taking Truly. We're moving to Utah. Peace out. I mean, I think that she, I think she probably did this as quietly as she could. Like yeah. she was not going to rattle any cages by asking for money. And I, and I do wonder how it works now with, you know, what was happening before, before Christine left with the family pot of money of like, because as the kids were getting older, you know, and things were happening, how was the money divided and, and all of these things? Only Cody knows. Only Cody knows because he was the one who was doing it. Yes. It was everything came down to him. Ultimately, he had the final say and everything. Gosh, You know, it would be so great if, if, one of these women sues Cody and they have to get like a forensic accountant. And then we get it. We, we get it all. We see it all. We see all the money. It would be so great. And then we could finally know where all this money went because it's true. It's very much like where, where is all of this money? I mean, obviously you have this big family and supporting this big family, mm-hmm. but where, y- 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 you know, well, you're presuming they had all of this money. I don't know how much money they were really getting for a, I mean, yeah, it's only been like a popular show the past couple of years. I don't think they were really getting paid that much money and they were going to be canceled and they agreed to take a pay cut and all kinds of stuff. I, I don't I don't think and they're they're not financially savvy at all. So um, I don't think they ever had that much money. Um, but also it's interesting. uh Christine and Janelle just recently made, after the season finale, they sort of made the rounds on all these talk shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so some f- interesting things came out of that. Um, and I w- did get a little bit worried about Christine. Uh, <laughs> Are you worried yeah, about thing, her and David? Yeah, this thing with David really was fast. Like, well, I guess they talked online for a couple months and then 
like on their second date, she spilled everything to him about her whole life. And, um, and he kind of acted like he, it seemed like he pretended he didn't know all this. He didn't know who she was, but turned out he really did know her and know her whole story. And then she, a month later, she was shopping for wedding dresses. Mm. It was a mm-hmm. lot. Yes. And she's very, she, her head is very much up in the clouds. Yeah. And well, she went, they went to Disneyland for their honeymoon. I mean, these yeah, are 50 she, year olds. And she was talking about how her favorite thing in life is that they, he has coffee with her out on their deck every morning, which is lovely, but. I know her standards are so low coming from Cody, you know, that yes. like that, the fact that someone would sit on a porch every morning and have coffee with her to her is just overwhelming. Yes. Um, so, yeah. And I guess, yeah, David has met Cody and I guess we're going to see it. They said next season. So they keep talking about next season. She said they're going to, we're going to see her wedding next season. Well, I think I just saw this, that there's a two part Christine's weddings, a two parter that they're going to air in January. Oh, like a special standalone yeah. special. Yeah. So I, I think we're going to get to know David Woolley Brown and, um, you know, we can then judge it then. We just mm-hmm. don't know him well enough. But yeah, I, that's what I said. I was saying like, know this guy f- for a full year before you're going to commit to anything. And I'm sorry, once you get engaged and you start to get on that wedding train and all of that, that is like a roller coaster. It's like, you need to know each other for a full year, calendar year before you even talk about the future. And then, you know, go from there. Because, but yeah, I don't know. And and maybe, maybe uh, this is, maybe because her standards are so low, maybe this is good enough. Do you know what I mean? Maybe this is enough for her. Like maybe, maybe even if he is sort of so-so, let's say, mm-hmm. he's not like this knight in shining armor that she thinks he is, that he's kind of just a regular Joe, that, you know, hey, in her mind, if having coffee on the porch every morning is the greatest thing ever, then she's living a great life, right? I mean, as long yeah. as her perception of it feels right, right then And don't cares? get me wrong, I think that is a great thing. But just to hear her talk about it, it was, oh, so just struck me it just she's she's like a young girl you know yeah because yeah. and yeah because she's never <laughs> she's never really been in a real relationship before no. so i don't know i hope the and what are the chances of her finding a guy who has like eight children himself mm-hmm. you know and is a widower and i don't know the whole thing is just kind of unbelievable but yeah yeah no but they're very happy there yes yes all right well should we wrap this sucker up we got three more tell-alls to go yeah hopefully we get some more revelations yeah yeah but one one thing that is true is robin for being a lead in a show she really doesn't do much you know because i've been listening to from the friar and they keep pointing this out and i'm like you know what yeah you're right robin is a lead of a show mm-hmm. and we don't see any aspect of her life yeah. at all. We don't we know don't what see, they do in that house. We don't know anything. And and so that's the other part too, is why is that okay? Why is, I just wish we got more behind the scenes. I wish we got more of like, how, how is that? Okay. Like, is she recording stuff? And it always is so crappy and terrible that it never airs because Janelle and Christine are running around. Mary's like, you know, Mary's got her own yeah. phone and her own camera crew herself. Like Mary's Their running tripods. around trying. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so Robin, you just don't need to create content. Is that how it works? Is that it? Because they, she creates, she, she does the interviews like Cody does, but she creates no, no content or she That's never leaves true. the house. She never does anything. No, we never see her do anything with her kids. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw her go over to Mary's once. Yeah. And then we saw, um, we saw Aurora get her ears pierced. Oh, was that last season? That was last season. Sorry. Yeah. But yeah, even those season. things she's, she's, I mean, it was COVID time. So obviously they both couldn't be there, but like the whole thing is just odd. Like we never see her picking up the kids from school. We never see her. We saw her potting some plants. Like that's it. Yeah. And that was not even real that was yeah anyway so right anywho 
So, well, thank you so much for joining us here. Um, if you like this podcast, please make sure that you're subscribed so that you get um, our shows every week. We come out twice a week. We do Sister Wives on Tuesdays and we do a variety of documentaries and other shows on Thursday. This Thursday is the state of Alabama versus Brittany Smith, which is an incredibly frustrating um, documentary. Um, but good. But, but very good and important. So uh, I highly recommend checking that out. If you like this podcast and you have nice things to say, please write us a or rate us a five stars on Apple or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Um, we're on uh, social media at Psych Legal Pop on TikTok and Instagram. And let's see, I think, is there anything else? I think that's that's it. it. Yeah. That's everything. Thanks so much for being here. And uh, we will all, we will see you next time. Bye. Avoid the trees. Bye. (laughs) The trees. Avoid. (laughs) Don't get, don't get triggered. There's going to be a lot of Christmas trees. Oh, don't get triggered. Trees. Yeah. Don't get triggered by the Christmas trees. It's still the holidays can be difficult. Yes. Yes. It's, it's tough. All right. Bye. Bye.